Welcome to the Money Answer Show with host Jordan Goodman. Whether you are starting out, deep into your retirement, or somewhere in between, the Money Answer Show has the know-how to help you. Now here's your host, Jordan Goodman. Welcome to the Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guest this hour is Tom Evans, who is the president of Tax Lifeboat, uh, which is a company designed to help people uh, deal with the IRS and back taxes. Welcome to the show, Tom. Thank you, Jordan. Uh, Good afternoon. Let's start uh, with your background a little bit and and your background leading to the formation of this company and a little bit about what Tax Lifeboat does. Um, I was a securities analyst with a Wall Street firm and then uh, uh, went to graduate school at Stanford and and, uh, was a strategic planner at Stanford Research Institute. And uh, with that background, uh, you'd be surprised. It's like a a Ken Gaithner uh, moment. I got in trouble with the IRS, and I ended up writing... um, a uh, a systems analysis solution for it that uh, my accountant liked and he said uh, why not uh, write a book about this which i did and then from that we uh, uh, launched our website uh, about two three years ago and so we've been helping people with the irs ever since uh... tell us a little bit about what options people have uh, when they become delinquent uh, with the irs well the the option unfortunately most people take is do nothing and what they um, aren't aware of is the consequences of that uh, which are tax uh, penalties and interest which can double the uh, the debt uh, easily within five years and those are not tax deductible so you have to earn a lot more money to um, uh, to pay them um, other options they have is uh, if they're um, in the upper five percent they can hire a tax attorney or a CPA to help them uh, but for 95 percent of the people um, there's not too many choices uh, there are tax mills which you see advertised uh, that'll uh, solve your problem for pennies on the dollar but that has a, a lot of consequences to it which we can talk about um, you can try to do it yourself um, there's some good books out there I would particularly uh, recommend Nolo's Press's book on, uh, I think it's called Stand Up to the IRS. Um, and uh, Tax Lifeboat, uh, what we've tried to do is is pre- present a very professional, uh, affordable solution to people who are uh, in trouble with the IRS. Those are the basic uh, alternatives that are available to people. How can they uh, find out more about uh, Tax Lifeboat and what you offer? Um, we have our website. Uh, they can go there at fixmyirsdebt.com. Um, uh, that'll give them a good overview, and they can call our uh, our people here at um, our toll-free number, which is eight seven seven four seven five zero six four six. So uh, either of those can help um, uh, put them um, in touch with people who can help them. Now, there's one program that people might have heard about called Offer and Compromise that the IRS offers. Mm-hmm. Um, explain how that works and, and when is it a good and when is not a good to uh, try to get an offer and compromise. Yeah, um, when I was referring to pennies on the dollar, that's predominantly the program people are thinking of uh, where you negotiate uh, your tax debt with the IRS. Now, um, the only um, circumstances in which the IRS is willing to negotiate is if uh, the prospect of collecting the full amount is um, uh, uh, just not there. So people have to, in detail, demonstrate that they don't have the means to uh, repay the debt in full. Um, 
so as a consequence, the IRS uh, uh, accepts as little as uh, 15, 20 percent of the applications for this program. Uh, which is kind of unfortunate because it's demonstrable that a lot more people uh, qualify who apply, but uh, their applications are turned down, and um, that's why we we help people in the beginning um, demonstrate uh, that they do qualify and then uh, uh, submit a, a very strong application. So by the time you submit an application for an offer and compromise, you're pretty sure it's going to be accepted because you know what the IRS is looking for. Exactly. Um, and that was part of the, the, the software program in the book I wrote, which is goes to the heart of what is the calculation that the IRS uses. Uh, it's called the reasonable collection potential, whereby you demonstrate that you can't pay it in full. So we go through that calculation uh, carefully with the applicant. Um, and to give you an example, uh, we... <laughs> Normally, it takes uh, as, as it can take as long as two years to get an OIC approved. Uh, we had one recently done in two months. So, what, how, how do you do it so much faster than if you did it on your own? Um, well, one um, again, we we go to the heart of the matter, which is how does this person qualify, or if they don't qualify, don't encourage them to use utilize this particular program and utilize other strategies but we go right to uh, uh, documenting uh, that this person does qualify uh, and showing them how to uh, submit a, a like a, a, a strong application to prove that if you are approved for an offer and compromise what kind of a discount will the uh, IRS give you typically on uh, your debts well the average is 15 15 uh, percent uh, on um, of what you owe um, is that's the average settlement, but it can be a lot uh, uh, more beneficial than that, uh, a deeper discount. Uh, now, keep in mind um, that when a person is accepted, they're on tax probation for five years, meaning that they have to file on time and pay all their taxes. And if they don't, then the taxes uh, uh, that were discharged in the OIC uh, come back. How about penalties and interest? Are those uh, uh, waived as, when you get an offer and compromise? Yeah, the entire debt is uh, negotiated uh, for all their years, so it, it gives them a clean slate. So, uh, so if you take on a client, and again, the website to find out more about what you do is fixmyirsdebt.com. If you take on a client, you're going to evaluate their situation. Kind of take us step by step through the process. Somebody calls you first. What what do you do to kind of evaluate the situation before you take them on as a client uh, to know that you'll be able to be able to help them? Well, um, it's it's a process whereby we go through an interview of of uh, what uh, what are their circumstances, uh, uh, what are they, what is their financial um, uh, situation, and what do they owe in taxes. Uh, so it's an overall perspective, and then we can say, okay, uh, which strategies apply to this person in this situation, um, and what are their goals. I mean, uh, so someone might say, well, I owe the money and I can pay it, but um, I'd rather not. Then we. Uh, uh, tell them the consequences of, of doing that, and, and most time people uh, say, okay, I, I, I understand now. So uh, I, I would hardly uh, uh, advise people who can pay their taxes to do so.
Do people kind of underestimate the power that the IRS has to get money out of you? Uh, that's hard to say. Uh, the IRS, uh, what, what some people may and some people may not, uh, the IRS can garnish your wages, uh, and they do, um, levy your bank accounts, um, and put tax liens on, on you that will uh, um, uh, very adversely impact your credit. So uh, there's a lot of leverage the IRS has against people who have financial assets. Against people who don't, um, in fact, I'm writing an article on this right now, um, people who don't have a lot of assets, um, those uh, tools that the IRS uses can actually uh, do more harm than good. You mean harm to their credit, or what kind of harm are you talking about? Uh, harm to their financial recovery. So, for instance, um, a low-income person um, might uh, would would be dissuaded against getting job training or a higher-paying job if the IRS is sitting there uh, waiting to uh, uh, garnish their wages as soon as they start uh, making more money. So it's uh, um, it can actually. Um, uh, act as a disincentive for people in that situation. Who does the IRS target for uh, aggressive collections like this? Um, that's it's it, <laughs> the article uh, says that um, unfortunately uh, uh, minorities and, and people in, in low income situations have twice the likelihood of being subjected to these collection enforcement tools um, than others. And in fact, if you have a zero um, um, uh, AGI, adjusted gross income on your taxes, you're uh, five times as likely to be audited by the IRS than someone with uh, 100 to 200,000 in income. Now, let me just state up front that um, I think that the this is uh, an unintentional consequence uh, by the on the part of the IRS uh, because of the um, emphasis they placed on enforcement. So, if you would, um, uh, this is sort of the low-hanging fruit for IRS uh, uh, collectors to go after. It seems like there'd be a lot more money in the higher-income people than going after people who have very low incomes. That is, if they have limited use of resources, that they're not allocating them very well. Well, that's that's an argument that Nina Olson, who's the national taxpayer advocate, uh, has made. Now, she works within the IRS, but she reports twice a year to uh, Congress. And uh, uh, part of my article takes her recommendations and her concerns and expands upon that. So you're absolutely right. It's um, in a way, it's a it's a misallocation of resources, and in fact. You know, over the last seven years, the amount collected per dollar of expenditure spent on uh, enforcement has gone down 62 percent. Because of the who they're going after, why? That's a dramatic drop. Right. Um, it's. I think it's two things. I think it's diminishing returns. The more you spend on something, the the, le the less it pays off. And it also, according to Nina Olson, uh, um, is a direction of some of these uh, enforcement policies towards people who really don't have the resources to pay. So you're not going to get blood out of the stone, as they say, right? Right. Um, if you owe the IRS back taxes, 
Um, are you going to receive your refund, or are they going to get their hands on that? Uh, yeah, they'll. The, if you owe back taxes, um, they'll keep your re- refunds. So it's, it almost requires a, a second kind of look at it. Okay, if I pay my back taxes, then uh, I can use uh, uh, that the, the refunds that I would get in the future to uh, for other uses. Indeed. Um, in, we're going to take a break. Uh, coming after this, we're going to go into the whole process of what fees people pay and how they can deal with the IRS if you're owing back taxes. My guest this hour is Tom Evans who is the president of Tax Lifeboat. Uh, their website is fixmyirsdebt.com. Their phone number 877-475-0646. We'll be back after this. Up-to-date business and financial news. Call now and get the financial information you need. 866-472-5790. 866-472-5790. The experts are here. Voice America Business Network. Are you ready to go green? You've asked and we've heard you. Voice America presents the Green Talk Network. Environmental topics are at the forefront of our society, and the Green Talk Network is here to keep you up to date on the latest trends and new innovations for the eco-conscious lifestyle. We'll help promote a variety of ideas on the environment, from global warming issues to how you can become more eco-friendly in your daily activities. Be a part of the solution, not the problem. Visit the Green Talk Network page on voiceamerica.com and tune in to help spread the green. Hi, this is Jordan Goodman, host of The Money Answer Show. I cordially invite you to join me and some of my favorite investing experts for the Money Answers Investing Cruise from February 12th through February 19th, 2011, on board Holland America's luxurious MS Eurodam. In this volatile investing environment, good advice is more important than ever, and this exclusive Caribbean cruise offers not only fun, but also a full week of highly informative events with me and other top investing experts like Ray Lucia and Charles Payne from Fox News Network. During seminars, panel discussions, and Q&As, at cocktail parties and at dinners, we will discuss current market conditions and the best places for your investment dollars. Meanwhile, luxuriate in the amenities of Holland America's newest ship and visit some of the best ports for shopping, sightseeing, and sunning. For more information, go to www.moneyanswerscruise.com or call 800 707 1634. That's 800-707-1634. And don't delay because spaces are limited. Income Property Investment Talk with Peter Mosca and Dean Issa provides homeowners and investors eager to invest well in real estate the knowledge, resources, and tools necessary to generate significant wealth. Our focus will be the paradigm. Live where you want. Invest where it makes the most sense. Listen live to the brightest minds in real estate investment every Wednesday morning at 8 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. That's Income Property Investment Talk with Peter Mosca and Dean Issa, where America learns to invest. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You've been listening to the Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. 
Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guest this hour is Tom Evans, who is the president of Tax Lifeboat, which is a company that helps people uh, deal with IRS back taxes. Welcome back to the show, Tom. Thank you, Jordan. Um, let's talk about the process of paying for your defense. Uh, there are some new rules that the Federal Trade Commission has put in recently about debt settlement firms. Uh, explain the process of uh, paying and, and uh, even when you succeed, how that all works. Well, the 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 at the last minute, the FTC um, put tax settlement, tax debt settlement companies in the same category as debt settlement companies in general, um, and uh, um, they had to withdraw the companies in this industry from that for the reason that uh, the tax debts are secured debt, and the other debt is not non-secured debt. So it's kind of a technicality, but uh, important that they uh, decided that uh, it was inappropriate to include us in there. However, um, um, the abuse that they're uh, going after is is very real. Uh, there's uh, what's known in our industry as these tax mills, and you referred to them earlier, people who promise to sell your tax debt for pennies on the dollar. Um and those companies are more interested in uh, collecting uh, fees uh, than they are in actually solving your problem. So it's almost a bait-and-switch switch, uh, kind of a, uh, of a situation where they promise uh, to settle the debt for, for uh, uh, very little, and they're implying the offer and compromise program. But in fact, by, impl- by applying, you know, 85% of the people get turned down, and there are other consequences that they don't tell you about. So in, in the case of Tax Lifeboat, your company, explain how your fees work. Well, what, what we do is um, we uh, start out as a self-help uh, website where people could uh, help uh, themselves, and we're going to actually reintroduce that very shortly, um, where people can uh, just go on the website, and we will lead them through a decision tree that uh, helps them discern what are their options, and then let them decide which one they want to implement, and we have a help desk uh, that can uh, uh, assist them at any point in the process. Um, for people who want us to do it, um, uh, for them fully, in, in other words, um, assess their situation um, and determine which, uh, explain to them what their options are and let them decide which one they want to implement and then implement that solution for them. For those folks, uh, the fee varies depending on how much they owe from as low as virtually $400 to around $800. Um, the complexity goes up depending on how much they owe. So it, it, and is it uh, based on the success on the back end when they actually get a settlement from the IRS of some kind? No, you really can't do that. Uh, I mean, and, and um, uh, people that propose to, to to share in the you know in that that's that's illegal, and obviously we wouldn't do that. Oh, uh-huh. so it's all up front, basically. Even if you don't end up getting success, you can't promise success, right? No, um, you can't. And the IRS uh, is uh, um, sometimes approves things and sometimes doesn't. And sometimes we have to go to appeal in order to uh, get the client's uh, solution implemented. Are there some special programs that the IRS has for elderly delinquent taxpayers? Well, um, 
There are special programs, yes, um, in the sense that there are special programs for uh, people receiving retirement income in certain government-protected categories. Those folks can have their their credit card debt discharged. Um, The problem, though, is that uh, discharging of debt creates uh, phantom income, meaning taxable income by the IRS, um, that um, um, the uh, that they'll show up and say, "Look, you owe taxes on this." So let's say you have ten thousand dollars worth of tax uh, of debt uh, discharged in this manner. Uh, the IRS will say you have taxes, uh, uh, in taxable income of that amount. Well, what what we do is we determine we work with um, uh, specific programs with elderly uh, folks, and we. We identify what are their resources, and we can put them into one of three different categories, which will uh, solve the problem. Uh, how about if you're uh, subject to criminal prosecution or even tax fraud? Uh, how can you help somebody in that situation? Um, it's the first. We recommend that they um, uh, consult with it with a tax attorney. Um, uh, that's. Uh, their best solution. That it's, uh, it's a it gets complex, and the uh, and the consequences are pretty um, severe. Um, what they could do, um, and I have recommended this to some folks, is uh, just pay the assessment that the IRS um, has has uh, is asking for, and then hope that they don't prosecute. And a lot of times that'll work. So they don't prosecute every time, then. No, they're they're. Um, they're after bigger cases um, where n- normally, uh, and if you just pay the tax, then they'll uh, 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 forget about the prosecution por- portion. Uh, it's not guaranteed at all, but it's your best defense. The IRS has a status for taxes they call currently not collectible. Uh, what are the advantages and disadvantages of, of that kind of status? Yeah, that, that's one of the programs I mentioned that might work for an elderly uh, person, especially if they're on limited income. Currently not collectible means the IRS looks at your overall financial circumstances and says, well, you know, we can't reasonably expect this person to pay on this tax, on their tax debt. So they'll put it on the shelf. And uh, sometimes they, re- they come back and once a year ask somebody to fill out a financial statement uh, confirming they're still currently not collectible. So uh, for an elderly person whose financial circumstances are unlikely to change over time, this is a, um, a semi-permanent solution. It could last indefinitely. For a younger person, they want to think about it um, much harder whether they want to do this because interest and penalties continue to accrue in a currently non-collectible status. And if they eventually go back to work, that, that can come back to haunt them. Uh, so it doesn't. It's not as though you're uh, off the hook. You, the hook is just waiting for you. I guess you might say. Exactly. Yes. And the 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 potential light at the end of the of of the tunnel is that there's a 10-year statute of limitations um, on the collection of tax debt, um, uh, uh, federal tax debt. Um, so 10 years is a long time to wait, and. Uh, for that uh, statute to uh, to elapse to expire, and it, the statute doesn't start until you file your tax return. So, if you have a delinquent tax return, you know uh, 
the idea is to file that now and start that statute running. Some people may think that bankruptcy is a way uh, to absolve yourself of your tax debts. What is the uh, implication of bankruptcy and your taxes? Well, taxes that are less than uh, three years um, are, are that, that have been incurred in the last three years are not dischargeable in bankruptcy. Um, so uh, those will be set aside, and those uh, those will still be there after the bankruptcy. And keep in mind the same thing about filing your tax return. You have to file it. If, if it's an old tax return, you have to have filed it um, prior to the three years. So uh, uh, that's another... Uh, kind of a myth that people have, that they think that bankruptcy is going to get them away from taxes. Yes, exactly. What are some of the letters that your clients get from the IRS, and how do you deal with them? Well, the IRS is much more aggressive nowadays in in sending letters, um, and I say much more aggressive. It's uh, it's it's gone up uh, several fold. And um, my advice to uh, clients is to um, uh, don't set those aside and ignore them, but address, uh, find out what the issue is that the IRS is bringing up and address that as soon as possible. Again, non-tax deductible interests and penalties uh, could be accruing, and you don't want to get the, let that get out of hand. We've got about two minutes to go. Why don't you just kind of summarize what people can do, the myths, and, and you know, what is possible and what is not possible in getting a break from the IRS if you're behind on your taxes? Well, if if you if you're uh, genuinely financially distressed, um, there are programs to take advantage of that. Um, if you have the resources to repay the debt, then there are, then the IRS is uh, very willing to uh, uh, work out a program that's uh, that you can afford. Uh, and we work with clients so that we can structure one that's. Uh, structure payment programs that are especially uh, uh, take advantage of, of their particular circumstances. Um, but I would address it. I would not let um, this accumulate. Uh, otherwise, uh, um, you can be facing a lot more uh, debt than it's possible to repay. And again, give, them, uh, give the listeners your uh, website and phone number to find out more about what you can offer. Yeah, we're at um, uh, fixmyirsdebt.com. Uh, fix and our uh, toll-free number is 877-475-0646. Thanks so much, Tom. I appreciate it very much. Uh, there is help in battling the IRS, and you've certainly helped an awful lot of people. And if people in the audience are in that circumstance with backpacks, don't run away from the IRS. Deal with it is basically your, your message, right? Thank you, Jordan. Yes, that's exactly what I would say. Very good. Okay. Thanks so much, Tom, uh, and appreciate your uh, contribution to the show. Thank uh, you. Bye. We're going to go on next, uh, the next half hour. Uh, with an interview with Raymond Lucia, who is a financial planner. Uh, he has come out with a new book called The Buckets of Money Retirement Solution, The Ultimate Guide to Income for Life. We'll be back after this. It's up or down, or if you're looking to improve your portfolio, our experts are ready to talk to you. Call now. 
toll free 866-472-5790 that's 866-472-5790 voice america business network Patricia Raskin, the host of Positive Living on VoiceAmerica.com, Monday at 11 Pacific. This program brings you practical and inspiring principles for living a more authentic, engaging, and passionate life. Patricia's guests will give you a formula for connecting, giving, forgiving, and miraculous living. So tune in and call to Positive Living, Mondays at 11 Pacific Time, right here on VoiceAmerica.com. Hi, this is Jordan Goodman, host of The Money Answer Show. I cordially invite you to join me and some of my favorite investing experts for the Money Answers Investing Cruise from February 12th through February 19th, 2011, on board Holland America's luxurious MS Eurodam. In this volatile investing environment, good advice is more important than ever, and this exclusive Caribbean cruise offers not only fun, but also a full week of highly informative events with me and other top investing experts like Ray Lucia and Charles Payne from Fox News Network. During seminars, panel discussions, and Q&As, at cocktail parties and at dinners, we will discuss current market conditions and the best places for your investment dollars. Meanwhile, luxuriate in the amenities of Holland America's newest ship and visit some of the best ports for shopping, sightseeing, and sunning. For more information, go to www.moneyanswerscruise.com or call 800-707-1634. That's 800-707-1634. And don't delay, because spaces are limited. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Welcome back to The Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guest this hour, this half hour, is Raymond Lucia, who is a financial planner, a radio talk show host, speaker, and author of a new book called The Buckets of Money Retirement Solution, The Ultimate Guide to Income for Life. Welcome to the show, Ray. Well, thank you so much, Jordan. A little role reversal. I love this. <laughs> this is great. I'm normally on Ray's show, this is in case he's on my show. At the beginning, you talk about how to get your future back on track. What are some of the main uh, changes that have happened uh, in the last uh, few years here that have got people off track that they need to get back on track? Well, Jordan, as you well know, uh, a lot of people were so overly invested in equities, they really hadn't had any kind of a strategy and it reminds me a lot of what happened in 2000 when people were all teched out and, of course, lost a lot of money. And then we have very short memories. So really what I focus on in the first couple of chapters of the book is to make sure that people can fix the hole in their bucket of money, to make sure that they don't run out of it before they run out of time. And the best way to do that is to assess your situation and then create a strategy most people are running by the seat of their pants here. Hey, in the 90s, when everything went up, that was okay. But since the year 2000, strategy first is what makes you money. And without a strategy, well, then you're, you know, you're playing Russian roulette with your own money. You talk about a lot of the tectonic shifts that have happened in the economic landscape. And let's go over some of those briefly and how people should deal with it. The first one is that housing is not what it used to be. How should people deal with the, the fact that their house is not going to be a guaranteed uh, you know, way to increase their uh, net worth? Well, you know what? What's really interesting, Jordan, and you know this, 
uh, because you're a student of this business, housing prices have risen, if you look at long terms, 30, 40, 50 years, uh, have risen at about the rate of inflation, maybe a half to 1% above the rate of inflation. They were not designed to really be a, a, an ATM machine like, machine like they were in the uh, early and mid-2000s. We had a big, huge housing bubble, and that's what happens. You go from bubble to bust, from bubble to bust. And so what we need to do today is re-gear our thinking that a house is a consumable investment. And yes, maybe you'll have the opportunity to convert it into cash by using a reverse mortgage later on if you're really desperate, but it should not be a primary thrust in your investment portfolio. You also say investors have lost confidence in stocks. I mean, so far this year, there have been huge inflows into bond funds uh, and, and net outflows into particularly domestic stock funds. Is that a, a mistake on most people's part? Well, of course, and you know this very, very well, because hundreds of billions of dollars over the last couple of years have either vacated the stock market or found its way from money market into bond funds and bonds in general. A lot of those government super safe bonds, probably the worst place you could be right now. And people have left the stock market at the time where stocks have had a magnificent 70, 75 percent recovery. It's just foolish thinking. And unfortunately, many people do the wrong things at the wrong times for the wrong reasons. A great article this month in Money Magazine that talks about advisors. And they, they charted when advisors were most bullish, what happened to the stock market one year later, and you know what happened. And then when advisors were most bearish, what happened one year later, the advisors got it wrong. What makes you think that the average investor is going to get it right? And this is because they're looking in the rearview mirror. They're just kind of thinking what just happened is about what's going to continue to happen. Absolutely right. And, and you know, you can't measure the future by the past. It's never really worked. And so this is why I focus so much on having a strategy that you can hang your hat on where you don't have to play the market timing game, where you don't have to try to pick the right sector at the right time. Because you know what? People as smart as Bill Miller from Leg Mason can get it right for 15 years in a row, and he messes up one year and it ruins 15 years worth of his performance. You say there's also a lot of feelings of economic insecurity. How is that being? How is that impacting the way people are putting their money out there? Well, I think a lot of people are just flat scared. You know, after you watch your 401k turn into a 201k, people are nervous about losing money. And the reason they're nervous about losing money is they don't understand the stock market. The stock market is nothing more than a whole bunch of companies, and those companies hopefully will grow over very long time horizons. But if you're trying to attempt to figure out what any one company is going to do, hey, no one predicted what, what was going to happen to British Petroleum. Certainly Enron was one of the uh, you know, 10 best companies in America at one time, as was WorldCom. You cannot predict the future. Therefore, you must have a strategy, and that strategy must include diversification. One of the other big thing, tectonic shifts you talk about is the shift from defined benefit pensions to defined contribution pensions. What difference does that make in people's financial outlooks? Well, it's huge, Jordan, as you well know, because with a defined benefit plan, your company took care of your retirement. So after 30 years of hard work, you got a check for the rest of your life, maybe a spousal benefit if you died, and you didn't have to worry about investment risk or interest rate risk. Now with this uh, shift to defined contribution plans, a la 401ks, 
the investment responsibility is on the hands of the investor. So you now, as an employee, must choose what your asset allocation is. You, as an employee, must choose how you make distributions and so forth in order to secure a decent retirement income. And if you make a mistake, it's your life. Uh, When the companies make a mistake, their pensions go underfunded. Well, you know what's happened with pensions. Many of them are underfunded by billions of dollars because the companies maybe were too risky with the funds. Uh, That's one thing. You know, if it's the government, they have taxing authority. If it's companies, well, they can try to reduce expenses by cutting employees to make up the pension difference. If it's you, well, you may be eating dog food if you're not careful. So we've got to be more cognizant of how we invest our retirement money when we're the ones that are responsible for our own retirement income. Do you think most people have enough training to figure out the correct allocations for their 401ks? Uh, No. Most people have enough training, just enough training to screw this thing up pretty good. And, you know, I hate to make a pitch for advisors and certainly paying someone to help you, but it doesn't cost that much to to hire someone to help you design the strategy because it's not so much asset allocation as it is asset location. And you know this well because you've read my books and so forth, but if you can just locate the assets, picking the right mutual fund, hey, no one's smart enough to figure that out because all you have is past performance to be able to make those kinds of judgments. You also have fees, but neither past performance nor fees can determine what's going to happen tomorrow. But a strategy that works over long time periods, it's proven to work, is locating safe assets to make sure that on the day that you retire, you can withdraw money, both principal and earnings, from a safe bucket in the event that the market craters on you at an inopportune time, you always have an ample supply of liquidity to take care of your immediate income needs. Tell me a little bit about how you work at Ray Lucia, your company, and give you a website. If somebody were to come to you with their portfolio, what, what would be the process involved in locating their assets in a better way than they may have it so far? Well, as you well know, after 37 years in the financial services industry and you know receiving lots of different awards and writing books and doing radio and television shows, I have uh, sold the company to my son, Ray Jr. So RJL Wealth Management has advisors all around the country, most of whom I have personally trained, all of whom follow my retirement solution right out of my book, The Buckets of Money Retirement Solution, The Ultimate Guide to Income for Life. And what they do is they offer a no-cost evaluation. And I know a lot of people get nervous about no-cost. Well, if you are automated properly, You can do this evaluation fairly easily and learn how much of your portfolio needs to be, as Dr. Moshe Malevsky says, pensionized. How much of your portfolio should be invested in asset classes that are non-correlating with domestic and international stocks, such as real estate or even timber? And how much needs to be allocated into super safe buckets and bonds and tips? And you can get that kind of asset allocation slash asset location advice at no cost. You can do that by going to uh, the website, uh, rjlwm.com. Is there a phone number as well for them to find out more? Sure. They, they, can, they can call, uh, uh, let me see, I've I got to remember the number, because, you know, for so many years, 800-644-1150. That's 800-644-1150. You might even ask them to send you a copy of my book, which uh, I'd be delighted to send any Jordan Goodman listener a, a copy of my brand new book. It's uh, out, published by uh, Wiley and Sons. I think it's my best work so far, and it does help people 
create a strategy, something that is sorely needed today. All right, let's talk about the. You, 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 give us the overall idea of what the buckets of money strategy is, and then we're going to get into the different buckets. What, what is the overall concept of buckets of money? All right, here's the concept, and if you uh, walk away from this interview today with one thought, let's make it be this one. Always match your assets to your liabilities. So what do I mean by that? What that means is if you need to eat tomorrow, that's a short-term liability. So you don't want to go out and fund it with a long-term investment like stocks or real estate. You fund a short-term liability with a short-term asset like money markets and CDs and ultra-short bonds. And if you need to eat 20 years from tomorrow with the, uh, pro- uh, you know, the prospects of future inflation and all that, well, then you need assets that are matched up with that time horizon. Stocks, we know, have never lost money over 15-year periods if you measure them by the Standard & Poor's 500. We know that stocks over 20 years have always produced a return that has exceeded the rate of inflation. And we know that the S&P 500 since 1950 has produced a return just shy of 8% compounded for all 25 years. So that being said, if you match your assets to your liabilities on the day that you need an infusion, and that may be retirement or it may be forced retirement due to health concerns or or due to the loss of a job or whatever, as long as you have assets set aside that are safe and secure that you can draw from to allow your stocks and your real estate the time they need to grow, then you'll be fine. And that's what the book really focuses on. You talk a lot about crises, uh, the Cuban Missile Crisis and OPEC oil embargo, all kinds of things uh, being dramatic at the time, but that over time it doesn't seem to make that much difference. How can you kind of not respond, not get thrown by these crises that seem to keep coming at us left and right? Well, the only way, Jordan, is to have ample liquidity so that you can ignore all of the noise. I mean, think about this. We reached the height of the demoralized uh, mentality uh, in, in March or so of 2009, just before the stock market took off like mad. And so what we need, we need to play games with our brain. because, And this has been studied over and over again in behavioral finance. If we trust our own judgment, we're going to do the wrong things at the wrong times for the wrong reasons. So what we have learned is if you invest through recessions, instead of trying to get your money out and then figure out when it's best to get back in, if you were to take the last five recessions, for example, when most people were so demoralized and so hated the stock market, if you calculated the 10-year return for the Standard & Poor's 500 beginning January 1 in the year after the beginning of the last five recessions, the S&P 500 10 years later is up 13.1% compounded annually. So part of this is playing mind games with ourselves, forcing us to do stuff that is uncomfortable to do, which is to buy when the markets are down and to rebalance your portfolios when the markets are on fire. When people are watching TV and CNBC and these things all the time, it's all about timing and get in, get out, what's going to happen in the next 15 minutes in the stock market and so on. Why is it that most people shouldn't listen to any of this and not really worry about market timing? Well, they should listen to guys like you when you're on The View, is what I think. And uh, <laughs> I've, I've watched you several times. You do a fantastic job. No, they should. They should listen to people that actually study this stuff and study the planning aspects of it for a living, not those that just study the stock market for a living. You know, if you go to CXOAdvisory.com, CXOAdvisory.com, you can click on Guru Grades. And under Guru Grades, you can look at 
you know, some of the top 50 advisors around the country. And you will find that on average, they're correct 46% of the time. I don't know about you, but if you're managing my money, you better be correct 96% of the time, not 46% of the time. Very good. Okay, we're going to take a break. Uh, This is Jordan Goodman of The Money Answer Show. My guest this hour is Ray Lucia, uh, who is a financial planner. He's also the author of a new book called The Buckets of Money Retirement Solution, The Ultimate Guide to Income for Life. We'll be back after this. It's up or down, or if you're looking to improve your portfolio, our experts are ready to talk to you. Call now, toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. Hi, this is Jordan Goodman, host of The Money Answer Show. I cordially invite you to join me and some of my favorite investing experts for the Money Answers Investing Cruise from February 12th through February 19th, 2011 on board Holland America's luxurious MS Eurodam. In this volatile investing environment, good advice is more important than ever, and this exclusive Caribbean cruise offers not only fun, but also a full week of highly informative events with me and other top investing experts like Ray Lucia and Charles Payne from Fox News Network. During seminars, panel discussions, and Q&As, at cocktail parties and at dinners, we will discuss current market conditions and the best places for your investment dollars. Meanwhile, luxuriate in the amenities of Holland America's newest ship and visit some of the best ports for shopping, sightseeing, and sunning. For more information, go to www.moneyanswerscruise.com or call 800 707 1634. That's 800-707-1634. And don't delay because spaces are limited. It's all Arizona, all over the world. If you're a local Arizona high school sports fan or if you're a transplanted fan somewhere else in the world, have we got a show for you. The first Internet sports radio talk show focusing solely on high school sports is The Coach's Corner with Scott Lovely. Tune in to talk about your favorite teams, players, or coaches. It's 100% Arizona high school sports coverage and a little bit more. Tune in Mondays at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern to the Voice America Sports Channel. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You've been listening to the Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Welcome back to the Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman. Uh, my guest this hour is Raymond Lucia, who's a certified financial planner. Uh, he's also the author of a new book called The Buckets of Money Retirement Solution, The Ultimate Guide to Income for Life. Welcome back to the show, Ray. Well, thank you, Jordan. Thanks for having me. Now we've got the whole idea. Let's get into the individual buckets. The first bucket is the income bucket. So maybe tell us a little bit about what goes into that uh, and uh, what's important about having an income bucket. Yeah, if you think of this from 30,000 feet, you've got a bucket that's an income bucket, a bucket that's a relative safety bucket, and then a long-term growth bucket. And they sort of match up with time horizons. And in the income bucket, we look at two things. 
we look at annuitized or pensionized income and whether or not you have enough of that in the form of pensions or Social Security. And then we also look at short-term uh, cash buckets that you can supplement other income that you might have. So in bucket number one, let's break them down into 1A and 1B. Now, if a person works for the government and has a big pension, you don't need annuitized income because you already have it. But take myself, for example. I've been self-employed for 37 years. I don't have a pension. I have to create my own pension. Now, I know you've done a lot of research on this. I have done extensive research. I have looked at Ibbotson research. I have uh, interviewed uh, Dr. Moshe Malevsky, who taught us in the uh, early days in 1990, 94, 95, about how annuities may or may not have made sense. Dr. Malevsky today has written books on the subject, and finance professors from all around the world say you need to annuitize a certain percentage of your retirement income goal. If you do, according to Ibbotson, if you need $5,000 a month to retire on, if you can somehow get 2,500 of it or 50% of it annuitized, you have a 99% chance that you'll be able to take a 4% distribution with compound 3% inflation thereafter and not run out of money for 30 years. So the first bucket focuses on annuitizing income. The, the problem with it is that you have very low interest rates today. I mean, the, the pieces that you have within that bucket are things like CDs, uh, government bond funds, uh, I-bonds, savings bonds, uh, TIPS, those kind of things. Uh, they're all perfectly safe, but they have very, very low yields today. So your money is not really growing for you very much. So how do you get around that? Well, that's right. And that's why there's only a small portion that's put in that bucket. And I want you to think about uh, having a lifetime income annuity and today there are what are called guaranteed minimum withdrawal benefit variable annuities. There are also variable immediate annuities where you can get an upside if the stock market went up. For example, if you bought one of these uh, variable types a year ago, instead of taking 6% out for the rest of your life, you may be able to take out 8% or 9% or 10%. And the one thing that's nice about those is there's no way that once you lock in at 6, 7, 8, 9%, that it can ever go down. So you do have some inflation protection. Now, the other thing that you can do to mitigate this, uh, th this horrible situation we have right now with short-term interest rates is invest in other income-oriented assets that also have a growth component to them. I love non-tradable real estate investment trusts. Now, this is a growth asset, but it spews out a 6 or a 7% yield and by spewing out a 6 or a 7% yield, you can take that income along with some annuitized income, along with some of those low-yielding investments, and create far more than 50% of your income need in some stable, safe place while you allow the rest of the money to be invested for intermediate growth and long-term growth. Now, your bucket number two is what you call the relative safety bucket, which is midterm investments. What are some of the uh, things that go into bucket number two? Well, it depends on risk tolerance. For me, I'm a little more, uh, 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 I can tolerate more risk than a lot of the people that I've worked with over the years. So for me, I might use a, a growth and income fund or a dividend-paying stock fund or some closed-end uh, funds that pay nice, juicy dividends, a covered call option strategy, that sort of thing. Uh, individuals that are totally risk-averse, that want the potential for growth, you may want to look at something called a principal-protected annuity, something where you can get 
all of your money back if the whole market fails you. But if you're willing to pay a couple of points in fees, you can get participation in the stock market without the risk of the stock market. Otherwise, it's a balanced approach, and a balanced approach might consist of some income-producing stocks and some bonds. But today, I would be less enthralled with just about any bonds other than maybe tips. And your third bucket is the growth bucket, which is long-term investments. What are some things you should put into the growth bucket, and how can you pick among all the thousands of funds out there <laughs> which are the best ones? Yeah, well, no one knows what are going to be the best funds tomorrow, and that's, uh, it's unfortunate. I wish I was smart enough to do that, but I'm not. No one is. Listen, the growth bucket needs growth assets, and there are three ways that you skin that cat. You skin that cat with stocks, and those stocks must be diversified globally. And they must be diversified in small and large, and as I said, domestic and international, and uh, growth and value, all of the above. And then you also want a component of commodities, because if you believe, as I do, that the dollar continues to decline over long time periods, and commodity prices continue to increase, you want to have your fair share of uh, what happens with gold and precious metals and oil. And the best of all, Real estate investment trusts. You know, the Wall Street firms rarely talk about REITs as an asset class. In fact, I've never heard them talk about real estate as an asset class. They throw it into the bunch of stocks, and so they'll allocate 3 4 5%. Truth be known, year to date, one years, three years, five years, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35 year performance, real estate investment trusts have historically beaten the domestic stock market, large cap market, only small cap stocks have bested real estate investment trusts over long time horizons. So what we do is we add both traded and non-traded real estate. The non-traded real estate produces a dividend today of 6 or 7%, which we can siphon off to reduce the amount we put in the safer buckets because we don't want to take it we don't want to have to uh, invest money at 1% today. And the publicly traded real estate investment trusts with 3 or 4% yields, we reinvest those dividends to take advantage of the dollar cost averaging based on volatility. So you need to be diversified, and you need to make sure that you have all of the asset classes, those asset classes that don't correlate with one another, so that one is zig- when one is zigging, the other may be zagging. Very good. In about a minute or so, again, give people your website and phone number where they can find out more about you and, and where they can find the book. Yeah, rjlwm.com. That's rjlwm.com, standing for rjlwealthmanagement.com. And uh, they can order the book at Amazon or uh, on our website at raylucia.com, R-A-Y-L-U-C-I-A.com. They can always call uh, 877-PLANNER to get to me and my whole host of Brain Trust Advisors, uh, or they can call toll-free. 800-644-1150, and if they want to get hooked up with an advisor that I have trained in the Buckets of Money strategy, and I've trained hundreds of them, uh, if you call 800-644-1150, mention this interview, I'll make sure that they give you a uh, a no-cost Buckets of Money plan, and if you mention Jordan's name, I'll send you a copy of my book, The Buckets of Money Retirement Solution, the ultimate guide to income for life, absolutely free. And I should mention that Ray is going to be joining me on the Money Answers Investing Cruise, uh, which is going to be happening this coming February 12th through 19th in the Caribbean. Uh, the website for that is moneyanswerscruise.com, 
or 800-707-1634, along with some other top investment people. Thanks so much for being on The Money Answer Show, Ray. Thank you, Jordan, for having me. Have a great day. Thanks again, and we'll be back with another edition of The Money Answer Show next week. Goodbye for now. Thank you for joining Jordan Goodman and the Money Answer Show. If you have a question for Jordan, please visit his website at www.moneyanswers.com. And be sure to tune in every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time right here on Voice America Business. See you next.